Hello and welcome to Pace Setters. Pace Setters is a thought leadership series, a conversation with academia, business leaders and innovators. These leaders are operating in healthcare industry and driving the pace for change and setting the agenda for change for tomorrow. My name is Venki Anant. I'm a senior vice president and head the healthcare business for Infosys. Infosys is a global technology leader, a leader who is driving change and innovation at scale globally across industries. Today, I'm privileged to have Dr. Mohanbir Shani. Shani is an associate dean at the Kellogg School of Management. He's a scholar, a teacher, uh, an AI a geek, if you will, an innovator, and a marketing guru. He consults with Fortune 500 firms globally, sits on boards globally, advises governments, and essentially is truly setting the pace for change across the world we live in. Welcome to Pace Setters. Thank Dr. you very Sonny. much. It's a pleasure to have this conversation. Thank you for joining us. First off, how are you doing? I'm doing well, just recovering from uh, travel, which has started again after the pandemic. So it's been busy, but good. Awesome. Always good to be busy. Yes. Look, uh, we're in an interesting uh, time in the healthcare industry. Enough has been talked about the constant escalation of cost in healthcare. Uh, you know, every, every player in the market, uh, and we're looking at a vertical stack, you know, from the payer, the provider, uh, PBMs, employers, everybody is working towards how do you drive down cost while enhancing experience for all the patients and members, if you will. And then we have players like uh, Google and Apple and Amazon trying to come at it from a technology perspective, trying to drive that change to make it better. But then reality is that the patient or the consumer is never really having that kind of a, a true consumer experience that we all have got used to with an Apple or an Amazon kind of an experience. It's still glitchy, it's fragmented, it's frustrating. Especially at a time when we are vulnerable, when we are seeking access to healthcare, uh, it's the most frustrating part. And so how do, you, how do you see this all come together? Because enough has been talked about it, but the pace of change seems to be slow. And uh, while technology exists and seems to exist all around us, it seems to be elusive when we need it the most. So I just want to hear from you, Dr. Sony, what do you think about it? I think healthcare is not only the most important industry, just from a GDP, percentage of GDP standpoint, uh, just a lot of money spent. Um, but it, to me, is unique in that the returns that we are getting as patients, as, as providers, doesn't match the investments that are being put in. Uh, so something's missing between the enormous amount of money being spent by the government and by uh, patients and by employers um, and versus the outcomes that, that we are getting from a customer experience standpoint. And, uh, and I really think that uh, this stack that you talked about, the patient really is the last leg of this, 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 this stack and it's almost an afterthought. And, uh, and I'm truly, as, as a customer, beginning to appreciate why 
it's called a patient because you have to be very patient <laughs> to be able to get access to yeah. even to even to primary care so i think that the customer experience if you can call it that is truly broken transparency is also missing uh, we don't know how costs are ultimately reflected and passed on to employers and to customers so that's the kind of unique challenge of the healthcare industry that on the one hand it is so important every one of us is a customer it's most needed when we are in crisis and there is a huge promise of technology because ultimately healthcare if you look at the industry it is data it's information it's workflows it's processes so theoretically we should be able to automate and streamline and drive productivity like we've done in other industries but the institutional complexity the regulatory complexity the relationship complex relationships between payers and providers and 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 patients and employers uh plus the need for privacy and hipaa and so on mm-hmm. when you put all of this together and add to the fact that the systems that the healthcare providers and payers have had in place are archaic are monolithic are brittle all this is conspiring to create a very unsatisfactory state of affairs mm-hmm. so that's sort of the glass half empty part of the argument the glass half full is this tremendous opportunity to innovate to to reimagine what healthcare delivery could look like what that experience could look like to create a truly patient patient centered outcome uh, but it's going to take a lot of hard work and heavy lifting sure. and you can't really nibble away at this problem at the edges which a lot of players have tried to do so you can solve bits and pieces of this problem right. but you really truly need to take a an integrated approach and that requires a lot of deep domain expertise mm. uh in uh, working through some of the hard problems mm. of infrastructure in order to fix this so it's like rewiring an entire industry and that takes a reimagining lot of, uh, everything yeah. it takes time it takes yeah. effort it takes patience it takes money and it takes a lot of experience right. in the industry to do it right see that's a great segue to my next question technology platforms i've seen you our videos how you talk about the power of network effect and how you can right. bring together uh, multiple ecosystems to come together and unlock value uh, personally from my perspective i'm very passionate about platforms in fact uh, at infosys we are building our own platform called helix for the healthcare industry to essentially drive this network effect build composable business capabilities that you know you just spoke about hard problems to solve boring problems of the legacy that you need to conquer to actually deliver that uh, experience and effect that we all seek so i just want to hear from you where you see the applicability of platforms and do you think that's going to accelerate the journey that we are in to see a, a far better experience uh, in the healthcare industry from a from a patient perspective so if you think about technology businesses they tend to be platform businesses you know if you look at some of the major players whether it's a google or a microsoft or a or a facebook or an apple they're all platform companies right and um, the interesting thing about platforms is that platforms and ecosystems are joined at the hip because the reason that a platform exists is because it it provides a way to orchestrate multiple ecosystem players multiple parties right. on a common 
workflow, common data, right. common you know uh, rules of engagement, contracting standards, yeah. and so on. So, um, so I think we do need to take a systemic approach to solving the healthcare industry's problem. And a systemic approach means it has to be an ecosystem level approach, it means it has to bring all of the parties and stakeholders involved um, in, in, in a unified way. And that requires platform thinking, right? That, that really requires sort of a, a common infrastructure, common workflows, uh, common data models, so that we can all sort of plug in and ho hook up. Mm -hmm. And we've seen the power of these platforms in the context of, say, ERP, you know, enterprise software, where creating a single version of the truth, creating a kind of a common, uh, uh, you know, enterprise architecture allowed uh, the SAPs and oracles of the right, world to really right. build a lot of uh, uh, sort of efficiency at scale. Right. Uh, but now these platforms need to be reimagined at the industry level, because right. we've talked about platforms as horizontal. We've talked about them as sort of capabilities that cut across industries. But now I think customers some are saying, listen, I can't eat platforms for lunch. I, yeah. I need a solution to my industry problem. Yeah. So I see a very big movement mm. on the verticalization of platforms, right. on building industry-specific right. uh, platforms. And that is something that traditionally the platform technology companies have not been good at, not been interested in, right? So they, they, they say we are arms dealers, we build the basic components and then you do what you want with right. them. But I think that the customers are demanding more. So you really need to now build industry logic, right. industry workflows and domain expertise yeah. and to build industry specific platforms. Like a transportation industry, would you categorize that the Uber experience that we've all got used to would be a vertical industry platform that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think yeah. that that um, starts to get there because they didn't look at transportation in general. They looked yeah. at the ride-sharing experience and they and, and they built a platform around that. They're attempting to do the same thing now in, in uh, transporting goods with Uber Freight, yeah. where again, you're bringing shippers and, and, and the uh, providers, LTL companies right. together. So, yeah, I think at the, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is you're trying to craft an ecosystem, you're trying to build an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I think Tesla's been able to do the same thing in the context of electric vehicles because right. they really thought of the problem systemically between the charging infrastructure, the battery, and all of the elements that needed to come together. Because without that, you can have a great electric car, but if you don't know where to charge it, sure. or if you don't know where to get it serviced, then, uh, and, and, and if it doesn't go more than 100 miles, yeah. then you've got a problem. Yeah. So that's the approach we need to take. We need to take a systemic approach and, uh, and, and and we really need to think about the uh, industry workflows yeah. in a lot of depth. And, uh, and I think very few organizations have that depth of industry knowledge right. and have, you know, I, I like to say that a lot of people can do brainstorming, but body storming is a whole different deal, right? Which means you have not only thought about the pain, but you've experienced the pain. Right. So I think that uh, in that context, Infosys has an edge because uh, sure. you've been working with right. healthcare you know, uh, uh, payers and providers for a long time. They trust Absolutely. you, they have the relationships. Yeah. And, um, and you know where the bodies are buried, you know where the challenges are, you know what are the uh, nuances and the complexity. Right. Because, you know, as they say that in theory, there's no difference between theory and practice, but in practice there is. So, so I think that is where yeah. the rubber meets the road, and so, uh, that that reimagination will require, you know, a strong 
understanding of legacy, yeah. but also a innovative point of view about the future. Yeah, I mean, that's the capability that we are leaning on because now we are abstracting all the learnings because the legacy still have a lot of business rules and processes. So you need to abstract them, but then build them as composable business objects. Then you can start, you know, putting them together and reimagining how you would want it to be, which is really what you were talking about. Fantastic. Let me shift gears. Uh, let me talk about, uh, you know, we recently announced between uh, Kellogg and Infosys a very interesting program about uplifting, uh, you know, about 600 uh, uh, talent from an AI perspective in the context of business. So what's the vision of the program and, you know, what do we aim to achieve and do you think this is something that uh, that is uh, scalable and also, uh, you know, we can democratize uh, the power of AI in the context of businesses uh, globally? So if you see what is happening in the world of AI, which is a transformative technology, I personally feel that the technology leads or is ahead of the business and organizations. So the gating factor today is not algorithms, it is not computational capacity, it is the ability of large established organizations to change and to really kind of harness the power of this technology. Uh, as, as, as Einstein said, intellect is a great horse to ride, but somewhere. So you kind of have to find yeah. the, so I think that, so, the, so I created a program uh, about three years ago where the whole intent was AI for business leaders, right? So I'm not going to teach you algorithms. I understand, I hope you understand that, but I'm going to speak to business leaders who are asking, so what and now what? How do we actually harness the potential of AI to drive business value, to drive change, and to actually drive results? Right. And that requires a putting on your strategic hat that requires understanding the business case for AI, and it requires you to understand how to do change management, build the capabilities, and so on. So that was a course I designed. It's called AI for Business Leaders. Now, this is cross-industry, and we, we, we sort of market the course to people who come from different industries, different countries. But then I was approached by Infosys, and they wanted, they saw value in upskilling their consultants who are going to be in client-facing functions to get a deeper understanding of the the business conversation they needed to have, not right. just the technical conversation. However, they wanted a Infosys-specific spin on it. They wanted, you know, some customization to the Infosys context. Sure. So we came up with a hybrid model where the cohorts from Infosys go through the general program where they are in touch with other participants from other industries, but we layer on top of that a capstone project right. that is specific to Infosys, which I personally guide the cohorts through those, through live sessions. So it's a combination of asynchronous content, uh, live sessions with the general cohort, but live sessions with me where we do sprints and we do uh, Infosys-specific, client-specific problems. Right. So now this is scalable because a significant percentage of that content or the experience is still asynchronous and uh, and it's, it's, it's video content and so on. So that can scale. But at the same time, you get the benefit of the in sort of one-on-one -on -one and uh, uh, live interaction. So so I believe that this is, um, in some ways, the future of executive education where you're getting the best of both worlds, yeah. the, the sort of uh, exposure to the best practices, but then also the industry overlay. 
And in a funny way, it's like the platform conversation we were having. Right. Because what we have in the general program, it's a general platform. Mm -hmm. But then we're building the industry-specific right. verticalization. In right. fact, in this case, it's company-specific verticalization. Right. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about this partnership. And, uh, and, I, and, and I think that it can be scaled uh, to wow. much greater extent. It's exciting. And like you said, uh, seems to be the future of education, especially executive education, which... I mean, I mean, education for all of us is a is a journey, right? It's never that you know you're you're done with it, and this seems to be the future in terms exactly, of exactly because I mean, yeah. learning is now a lifelong endeavor. Exactly, and um, and 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 also, I think uh, there are two additional things that people are asking for. They're asking for more convenience right. on demand because you know I'm working and yeah. I, I can't take two years off and go do an MBA, and and also the price points need to be more affordable. So by improving accessibility, by improving convenience, by providing education on demand, uh, by using a combination of the digital and the, and the in-person or physical, I think this is a innovative new model. And this is the learning that we took from the pandemic. Right. And we, where we were forced to go virtual. So now we're trying to take the best of both worlds yeah. and put it together in a way that creates the best learning experience. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for, for your thoughts. Uh, clearly, uh, you know, uh, Professor Sony is uh, uh, setting the pace for change. And as in pace setters, the theme is how do you push the envelope? How do you drive innovation? How do you make it real? And how do you get it to the grassroots level so that you drive change at scale? So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today and uh, truly appreciate you coming down here to meet us. My pleasure. Look forward to continuing the conversation and the journey together. Thank you. Thank you very much.